Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Boys back after uh, a momentous tour through the Nesson broadcast booth this year, and, and obviously a great career, and, and probably a great managerial career or GM career coming up in any, sometime soon, I would imagine. Johnny Gums. Johnny, <laughs> what's going on? Rob Bradford, baby. <laughs> nice, nice. Surrounded by greatness. Yes, well, I, I, w- love I, it. I would like to think so. I would really like to think <laughs> so. I, I, in, yeah, before we go, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of it, I, want, I, wanna, I do want to say this, and we're going to get I'll, I'll, into the specifics about this at the end of the podcast, but you are uh, doing your part, and you are out in California with the wildfires out there. You're, you started a GoFundMe page, and there's other things you can do. But before, yeah. we, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, how terrible is it out there right now? Is it, is, because we don't, we don't have any sort of idea, I don't think. Y- yeah, and um, you know what? It's, uh, I guess the mass media, you know, I mean, no one wants, you know, the pub by any means, but... You know, when something bad happens, I mean, obviously it's covered, you know, but, man, like how these past two months, you know, panned out. I mean, we had the huge hurricane in Houston, the huge hurricane coming up Florida. We had Puerto Rico, and it was kind of like, all right, enough. And then, the, you know, the big deal in Las Vegas. Um, and then, boom, now we got these fires up in, you know, Sonoma County, Napa Valley, which is uh, just bananas and understandable in the mass media, you know, whatever. I mean, whether they cover it or they don't cover it doesn't change what's happening here. But Bradford, let me tell you something, buddy. I got I'm boots on the ground right now, trying to help these people out. It's the only way I can compare it to is like pictures I've seen in like Afghanistan. Really? I mean, it literally looks like you know, like a bomber flew over and just dropped like 200 bombs. I mean, like whole areas. I'm talking like 600 house areas, like vaporized. Like all, you see like melting barbecues like on the ground. You see like it's 
it's something that you I really didn't even think it was possible to happen. You, you know what's weird, Johnny, is that and you talk about things that, that maybe for the people who aren't paying are, are paying attention to all the stuff that you talked about a little bit here, a little bit there. One one thing that I think that made people stand up in our world, in our baseball world, was a little kid who lost his memorabilia. He's sitting there yeah. in front of like this, you know, this this charred remains of everything, and and because I think something like that makes you understand like the impact that it has on little kids. And I understand that is a half a percent of what we're talking about, yeah. but it's little things like that. It's like, oh my goodness, it is really bad. Yeah, no, it's bananas. I mean, there's this um, there's this little league team up here too that we're gonna do some work with. Um, there's about 15 kids on the Little League team, and they've been together for a while. You know, it's a little travel team, whatever. Literally all 15 houses burnt down. So it's not like, oh, let's go to Tommy's house. Oh, let's go to Billy's house. Like, these kids are 14 years old, and they don't even have a friend who has a house. Mm. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy. And you want to talk about, like, I mean, there's multiple stories, multiple just uh, – catastrophe it's like a, a tidal wave of a fire you know i'm you know i did the whole tour behind the scenes everything i mean the national guard is sitting you know on every single corner can't get here can't get here i mean they got they're at like 30 38 deaths but they got like 200 missing people oh still, man oh. you know which i mean you're talking upwards of however but the missing people because the cell phone service is down the power's down there's people, you know, in shelters, you know, there's a shelter with 60, 70, 80 people and like two phone chargers. Because, oh. um, uh, you know, there's people with, you know, third degree burns on their feet because they literally had to run out of the house and run, run away from the fire. And the ground was so hot. Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's hairy, man. Well, it's, you know it, what? Yeah, boots hey, on the ground. Five, boots on the ground. I like it. So we're going to get back to. At the end, we'll we'll tell people how they can donate your your um, your GoFundMe page, right? And uh, and and any, anything else they can do. Uh, but let's get into baseball for a second. Yeah. Bottom line. Bottom line, Johnny. Bottom line. And and this is this isn't me like asking Johnny Gomes who had been away playing for Kansas City, playing Japan. You were there. You were in the clubhouse this year when John yep. Farrell gets fired. Were you surprised? Um. Was I surprised? Um, I think it goes both ways. You know, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, you sound like me, by the way, because the, the day after or yeah. the day they lost, I said, I oh, yeah, 50 50, 50 50. I don't know. Yeah. No, it was it, the, the team, you know, I covered it. You know, it was kind of weird. It was like, if they would have swept all the way to the World Series, I wouldn't be surprised. If they get swept, I wouldn't be surprised. Even while I was covering her, it was the most unique team, like, ever. Like, you know, if you look at the basic numbers of the team, like, it wasn't good. But when you break it down to hitting with runners in scoring position and, you know, bullpen ERA and the team's winning record when they score four runs was unbelievable. The the record when they steal two or more bags was unbelievable. But when you go, like, batting average homers, RBIs, it's not there. You're like, this team's not good. Yeah. But, dude, the team won the AL East, hands down, you know, the most competitive league in baseball division. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so so you were, like you said, you were around the team. I was around the team. 
I will say this, and, and right or wrong, we compare clubhouses, and we will for a long time, that 2013 clubhouse that you were in. And John Farrell, yeah. by the way, was the manager of that clubhouse. But this clubhouse yeah. was different, and I'm not even talking about the price stuff. I'm talking about a lot of guys sort of playing cards, not the music playing, not the personalities, and maybe it's just because they're younger. I don't know. But did you get that yeah. vibe at all, or was that just a media thing that we're around a little bit and that's what we see? Yeah, no, no, I did 100%, you know, and it's hard to say it's good or it's not good because, you know, I'm not around other clubhouses. And just how the game is played has just changed hand over fist in, like, six years, you know. So with the game changing, the players are going to change, which means the clubhouse is going to change, you know. I mean, the old days of stories of, you know, I mean – you drink beers till, you know, 2 o'clock right. in the morning and everyone leaves and you talk about the game. Those days are over, you know, where everyone sits down and has dinner after the game. Now everyone's got a to-go box and leaves. Um, it's it's changed, you know, and it's a lot of things have changed. You know, I don't see anyone with an A-track in their car or a cassette player <laughs> in their car be like, oh, I really love cassettes. I'm not using my, you know, phone to plug into the USB because cassettes are awesome, you know. Like, Everything is freaking changed, you know. But um, yeah, so that you know, you, you got to change with the times. And is that is the clubhouse changing? Um, I think it's baseball. Okay. I talked to other. I talked to other managers. I talked to another manager of the American League East, and he's like, "This is how it is. This this is yeah. sort of how it is across the board." Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, um, like I said, you know, there's a lot changing. And, um, you know, those days of, you know, logging hours at the yard are, are kind of, it, seem, it seems like they're over. But um, at the same time, you know, you look at, uh, you know, these winning ball clubs that are in now, there is that Chase Utley. There he is. You know, there is that Beltron, you know, in Houston. There is that Matt Holiday, you know, and they are able to, you know, pass the torch mm. to what has worked to the baseball players that paved the way before us because there are some stuff in our game that worked in 1927 for the Yankees that the 2013 Red Sox did, you know, which is crazy. And there are a couple blueprints that you have to have in a clubhouse. So why So why does John Farrell, the guy that comes in 2013, wins the World Series, now he wins two division titles in a row, and he gets fired – what is the difference here? Is it because in your eyes and what you've seen that, like you said, things have changed, clubhouses have changed? When you looked at I looked at that team you had back then. I mean, I, like, I think there was 19 guys 29 years or over. And, yeah. and so maybe it was just he was the perfect fit at the right time, and now it isn't. I don't know. Yeah, no, and, and I tell you what, you want to talk about the clubhouse changing? Well, guess what's also changing? That manager chair. I mean, you're talking about a guy like Matt Williams who wins manager of the year, and maybe 10 years ago he gets a five-year extension. Well, the following year he gets fired, you know. You're talking about the manager position these days. You know, I mean, you got Sosha, Bochi, and uh, Girardi with the Yanks. Those are the only long-term managers. It's a higher-fire situation mm. for the simple fact of, like, the 10 teams that made it to playoffs, and there's – there's like three of the bottom feeders that were just terrible. Baseball as a whole is really, really good. 
teams are really, really good. And as it sits, probably when this thing's done, there's like eight teams, ten probably, that are really pissed off they didn't win the World Series. Yeah, so and I... That wasn't the, no, that go, was the case back then. So you got to, I mean, it's a higher fire situation. Oh, yeah, know? there's no question. And I'm going to ask you in a second how you would prioritize or what you would prioritize when it comes yeah. to to when you if you were if Johnny Gomes was hiring a manager this manager for Boston what you would prioritize, but you know the other part about this is you mentioned a little bit about that dynamic that veteran in the clubhouse or those veterans in the clubhouse and that's one thing I think that the people who aren't around the clubhouses maybe who don't cover baseball and and they don't get that baseball and tell me if I'm full of shit or whatever but yeah but baseball clubhouses are controlled by a few corners of that clubhouse. Like, I talked to Napoli this year, and he's like, listen, Adrian Beltre is the one who runs this clubhouse. No offense yeah. to, like, the manager, but this is how it's done. And in 2013, that's kind of how it felt with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, there's a lot of different ways to kind of look at it, like here and there. You know, one thing I kind of is like we're grown men in the in there – but your the coaching staff are almost like your parents when you're ten, you know. Like they're gonna teach you stuff and tell you stuff, but when it comes from your parents, kind of like ah, whatever. <laughs> but when it comes from your buddy's dad, you're like, oh yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's the, that's the veteran player, and when the veteran player has that really strong contact with the manager, and the manager can you know bounce stuff off him. To where the manager can go to the vet guy and be like, hey, go tell this dude to clean it up, however you want to do it. But if it comes from the manager, it's punishment. So, yeah, man, that's, a, that's an extremely you know, high role. That's the best analogy I've heard ever. Like, it, it's so yeah. true. It's so true that, it, that these, these guys, that if, I'll use Adrian Beltre as an example. That if he yeah. tells you something to do something or, or when you guys – I remember you saying this in spring training. When guys came into that dugout and they did something wrong in spring training, it was, okay, you yeah. did this wrong. You know, you did this yeah. wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't feral. Like, I'm sure that the coaching staff and the coaches did something. But when Johnny Gomes or David Ross or whoever says, you did this wrong to a Will Middlebrooks or someone like that, they're going to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly it. You know, I mean, you talk about, like, you know, the, the youth sports we can compare it to. Like, if you're throwing balls to your kid and you tell him to put his hands up to your son, he's like, no, nah, man, I don't want to do it. Yeah, whatever. But if the other coach is throwing to your son, the coach tells him to put his hands up, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just that, you know, your parents, your parents are always like, whatever. Well, that's the same thing with the coaching staff, you know. Um, and once you get outside of AAA, you know, I tell people this too, they're labeled as coaches, but they're not, man. You know how to play the game. You know where your hands go. You know where your feet go. Those guys are information relayers, mm -hmm. you know. Here's the scouting report. Boom. Go get them. Here's this. Go do it. Here's this. Go do it. I mean, the, the, the coaching and the instructing, man, that's in the minors, yep. you know. They can help you, help you ways out. That's why you see – Nine guys hitting, there's nine different styles of hitting. There's not robots. Yep, you know? yep. Well, okay, so now you're, you're the Dave Dombrowski. You're, you, Johnny Gomes has been promoted to general manager, president of baseball operations,
for the Boston Red Sox right here, right now, for this X amount of minutes. And uh, without we don't even have to identify people. We don't have to identify candidates. But when you sure. sit down and you, you know this team, you know this market, mm-hmm. you know the manager's job, you say, yep. I want to prioritize these things first. What are they? One, two, three. What would you do? Okay. So for the Boston Red Sox, obviously the Boston Red Sox in the Boston area, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, or baseball, it's World Series or bust. Mm-hmm. That's what you get when you sign up for Boston sports. So if it's World Series or bust, everyone knows that from the owner down GM, which tells me you have talent. Mm-hmm. You got talent. You're going to have talent, and you're going to have a high payroll. So which tells me you don't need that instructor. You don't need that hands-on. You don't need that huge pitching mind or that huge hitting mind. You know, So you're going to have talent. You're going to have great players. If you're in that environment, to me, you need a manager that's going to take the fall for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a manager that's going to be the safety net on and off the field for these guys so they can go out, balls to the wall on the field. If they make a mistake, the manager will be like, I told him to do that. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't, even though whatever. So the, it, it's got to be, which is so weird to me, you hear it all the time, it's like a player's manager, yeah. you know? Like, what the hell is a player's manager? You know what a player's manager is? It's a dude who used to play baseball. That's what it boils down to. You know, you don't see too many dudes that, like, were triple A, you know, made it double A, and now they're labeled as a player's manager. When you talk about, like, Dusty Baker, oh, he's a player's manager. Yeah, because he played the game for 15 years. It's so easy to label that, you know. But to use that term loosely in this and that, they need a player's manager. They need a buddy. They need the fact that I always said, like, if you're on a ship – Everything that you do on the ship is to stay alive, and it's for the captain. Mm-hmm. You respect the captain of the ship. So they need the captain that the whole crew underneath respects. Yeah. I mean, is that, is that, that's, that's one of the things, and this goes to the media stuff. So a lot of people have talked about can he handle the media, he'll be able to handle the Boston media. Well, this what you're talking about, Johnny, is a lot of, a lot of it is the media, which is you're yeah. saying, hey, listen – you, you know, I am protecting you, and it might be blatantly obvious that I, I, I you are, did you, you screwed up, but I'm protecting you anyway. Is it, is it a case of just going to the ends of the earth? As you know this better than I, because you were a player, and you, and the players yeah. probably wanted this. But is it a case where the manager has to protect no matter what, and then go to the player and and have that relationship where you can say, hey, listen, I just protected you. You you know you screwed up, right? Yeah, no, no, that's exactly it. And as a player, if I'm the player and I box it, I do something stupid, and the manager I see talks to the media and covers me in the media, you better believe I'm not doing that again. Because my manager just put his neck out for me. You know, my manager just jumped in front of me to take shots, you know? Mm. So the media goes into the manager's office and they do a U-turn and they just haul ass back to your locker because the manager said something bad. But if they come out of the manager's office and don't go to your locker, you're like, damn, he's got my back. Yeah. And guess what? You're going to play that game a lot different. You better believe when they ask the manager, why didn't he run hard to first? Because he said, oh, his hamstring hurts. Mm -hmm. When it doesn't hurt, you just laid an egg and didn't run hard to first, you know? 
manager's going to look at you and be like, okay, I just took a bullet for you right there, bud. Yeah. I'm going to need you not to ever do that again. But this is this is the thing, though, is that you have to have, and this I think this is where it comes into the veteran presence in the clubhouse, too. They, If you're a young player and you get that treatment from the manager, you have to have a recognition that you just got that treatment from the manager and don't do it again. Because yeah. I can see, you know, I can imagine cases even this year where that John Farrell got lambasted for doing exactly what you talked about. And I don't think yeah. some of the players understood that what was going on here. Because then, yeah. then there was this mixed messages and and then it just made sort of Farrell look bad. So I think it does also come back to having that clubhouse guy as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, you know, I tell you what, you know, everywhere I've been, I mean, you look at that Indians team that just lost. I don't know how they lost, weird or whatever. You look like a Kipnis, a Brantley, uh, a Carlos Gomes, a Jan Gomes. Like, they're succeeding now, mm-hmm. but knock on their door, you better believe they all have a Jason Giambi story. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go to that 2015 Royals team, you better believe they all have a Raul Abanya story. You know, you go to the Twins, how they just, you know, rolled this year, got knocked out, whatever. They all have a Michael Kadire story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, you want that vet to, like, you know, come in and, you know, whatever, lightning in a bottle here and that. But that's also developing your players for down the road. And when those guys got, you know, a young, a young future like they do, like, you better believe you bring a dude in for Mookie and Jackie and Bogey and Devers. Three years down the road, it could be exposed. Yeah, yeah. So number two, what's number two on your list? I mean, is, is, no. is number one so far head, head and shoulders above everything else? Because, you know, in the American League, when you get to the actually managing the game, I think the bullpen is probably the biggest thing, right? I don't know. But is there a number two? Um, let's see. You know, a, a, a number two, you know, I think um, – you know, it would have to be um, a manager that has strict rules for the ball club mm-hmm. that you just don't cross over. You know, I don't want the military guy, you know, but I want, you know, the manager. I actually saw a young Tory Lovello do that, you know, because I was in Arizona. And he'd be like, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. We don't do this, you know. Early on in the season, he was sinking stuff into the media that was relaying into, you know, his players, which means, you know, you have to have a presence and, you know, you have to follow that and back that. You know, you can't be the tough guy and then the weak guy. You have to have a guy with character and, like, be that same guy day in and day out. How much How much knowing this, this team as much as you do and also knowing how you've had different managers – and, and maybe you'll be a manager one day because we've talked about this before. You, you've played for so many successful teams and so many successful managers, and, and the wealth of knowledge that you have just from that it must be it, it's pretty incredible. But they, all, they have been different. You've had different kinds of managers. Knowing this team, and we try to figure this out, knowing this team, what type of personality do you think would fit the best? And I'm not talking about, like you said, the rules, the accountability, but, you know, for instance, we have – you have Alex Cora, who would seem to be you know, 41 years old, a guy that might yeah. be able to go in the clubhouse and relate a little bit more than a Farrell did. You have you know a Garden Hire. He, he's an older guy, but I guess he's he's a jokester, but certainly not the same dynamic as a Cora. I don't know what Osmus is really. So, mm-hmm. what what do you think would be the best fit for this team? 
I think a young baseball mind. I got to talk about how the game has changed like so much. It's it's tough for these the old baseball minds to teach the new game, you know. And with these guys being so young, I think it would be cool for their manager to be out there running around with them, you know, the young hip, um, not like hip, but like like a baseball hip, you know, and like athletic, <laughs> and you know could like mess around and you know run a hard ninety with them or take a ground ball with them, you know. I think that's what this young group would relate to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus, you know, the, the old school, you know, sitting back, kicking your feet up with a smag, you know, on your desk, <laughs> you know, like a, young, you know a, a, a younger age that they can, you know, uh, you know, relay to, to where, you know, the older guy would be like, Oh, Twitter, stupid. Instagram is stupid. I don't know why you guys do that. Well, well, you just lost like forty percent of your team. Yeah, right well, that's that, that's the reality. I mean, that that's what yeah. it, it is amazing. And you said it before. It's amazing how even the last two, three years, everything has changed. Every everything yeah. has changed. And 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 yeah. and we, I think, you know, we talk about the the dynamic of this group or covering this team compared to what it used to be. And I don't want to be that guy. What it used to be. And sure. and, and I always and I go into a clubhouse and I. Honestly, I like I understand all these guys come from different backgrounds. 25 guys come from 25 different upbringings. I have to understand yep. that, but it is the change has been pretty dramatic in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it has too. And I mean, you look at like a football, you know, and they could grab this guy and grab that guy and be like, "Oh, this guy's good in the West Coast offense." You know, this guy's good in the 4-3 defense, whatever. We don't have that in baseball, mm. you know? Like, "Oh, this guy, you know, is a good, you know, whatever offense no there, we don't have that that like you said there's nine individuals 25 individuals that have to haul ass to be one family throughout the whole way yeah which you're around by the way more than you're around your family more than yeah, yeah it's, it's i mean i it's, it's not a coincidence and like the only reason like chemistry is still debated is because there's not a stat mm -hmm. you know that's all these people want is a number. Be like, no, man, look, 78% of the time on Tuesday. What the fuck? What the heck does that mean? You know, like, if you put, if, if someone could put a stat on chemistry, I'm telling you, there's not a coincidence that when game whatever of the World Series is over, oh, I couldn't have done it without these guys. These guys rallied around this, mm. you know? No one was like, yeah, of course we were going to win. Everyone had a four war. You know, our backup guy had a, you know, two and a half war, you know, like, no, that never comes out of dude's mouth after they won a championship. All right. How many games did you do for Nesson this year? I don't know. They all blended together because it was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you like it more than you thought you would? I mean, obviously you, you, you didn't know what was going to well, happen, but do you like yeah, it? I didn't know what was going to happen, but I tell you, I got like one compliment that like really stuck with me and like made me like it. It was some Boston fan. They were like, you know, everyone, I've been watching the game for 30 years. And I've just been watching the game, you know. And they're like, when I listen to you, I learn stuff, mm. you know. Like, I had no idea why that happened. I thought it just happened night in and night out. I didn't know why. I just thought that was kind of the flow of traffic. And uh, I thought that was really cool. And, you know, it's just kind of like a unique situation to where I'm, facing the field 
talking to the microphone, there's like a million people listening. Right. You know? But you can't think of that. You can't think about that. that, But it's like, man, you, you, I felt so removed from having an impact, Hmm. but I didn't have an impact on the players, but I had an impact on the fan base, which I thought, you know, was pretty cool. And as a player, there are some situations that happened that I felt I protected the player because they were doing the right thing, but the stat sheet wouldn't say they were doing the right thing. Um, so it was cool. Were you, uh, I enjoy it. When did you get comfortable doing it? Um, probably after like the fourth inning when I was catching a buzz. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. I also I also had a yeah. big a big plug of Redman in every time I do a broadcast too. So yeah, no, but um. I just, you know, kind of along the way, you know, I actually kind of went into it thinking, like, if I suck, I don't care because I'm not a broadcaster, you know. So if I do something that isn't my trade and I suck at it, no big deal. But, um, you know, once you kind of get the tricks of the trade and, you know, the downtime and what people really want to hear and what they don't want to hear, and um, I feel I did okay. I mean, I didn't get fired and I didn't swear, which was a big debate. (laughs) Um, but, um, you know, I, I, surprisingly, I did enjoy it. And actually when I came home from Japan in like the middle of the season, I watched a lot of baseball mm-hmm. and I thought that helped me out because, you know, I'd have the MLB package and when a game was on, you know, games on, you get to pick the home feed or the road feed. And I started to like certain dudes out there and how they call the game. So, um, you know, they're out of sight and out of mind, they're broadcasters, but, I think, uh, you know, the, the greats are great for a reason. So you obviously won't uh, you won't define whether you're tired or not because, as you point out, a fireman always fights fires. Um, yeah. Did I say that right? I was. <laughs> yeah. Painter paints. Firefighter fights fire. Baseball players play baseball. As, but has yeah. has what you did this year changed uh, what you the direction that you want to go? Because obviously. Yeah, you did it. You can probably keep doing it, and and mm-hmm. you can make your mark there. And we talked about mm-hmm. before. I think that talking to you when you were playing here, that you really seem yeah. to have a passion for maybe being a manager down the line. Did anything change over the last year? No, I think the only thing that did change was I didn't think I would like that, mm-hmm. and it really wasn't on my radar. But I did like it. I did have fun. I did enjoy being around the guys and all the stuff. Um, I tell you what, at the end of the day, I think all my doors are open as far as like maybe being an assistant, being a scout, being in uni, um, you know, first, third, hitting coach, manager, assistant, manager, whatever. All my doors are open. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, what I want is to be wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I want some GM or, you know, president, whoever to be like, you're our guy for that spot. Mm-hmm. And if someone was to do that to me, I would give them the best I possibly had all effort forward to do that, to respect the man's decision that thinks I would be the man for that job. Someone can be like, you're our guy for broadcasting. You know, Mm -hmm. I would nail it and I'd feel honored for that. Or someone said, you're our job. You know, we want you to scout pro scout. We want you to scout amateur. We want you to, whatever it is, I would love just to, you know, I want to be wanted. Well, that's coming before Christmas, I guarantee you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so last thing, uh, the GoFundMe page, am I saying that right? Um, yeah, yeah, Go GoFundMe, and it's uh, 707 Relief. 707 is the area code out here. And since the day I got drafted, I wore 707 on my glove and my cleats. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, we need, uh, needs a lot to be done. I mean, it, it's crazy, man. Like I'm talking everything. So say your house didn't burn down and you're like work at like a salon. Well, there's a way, you know, no one's getting their hair cut right now, you know, at all. No one's going to get their hair dyed because everything's a cash fee. Uh, your car salesman, no one's buying cars out here, you know, period. Houses, no one's buying a house. Everyone's house just got burned down, mm. you know. The realtor, um, the landscaper, you know, that dude, like his house didn't burn down. He's doing good. Well, guess what? He has no work, you know. The pool guy, you know, this, that. House didn't burn down. He's doing great. Everyone's house got burned down. He's not cleaning any pools. Right. So, um, yeah, what we're doing, we're just going to raise some money. And uh, for every tragedy, there are some hairy charities that kind of pop up and also the money gets you know disappeared um my boots are on the ground money's going to go to a good cause and definitely need all the help we can get you know i'm just trying to raise as much as i can and call all my rich friends and make it a write-off there you go that's why i got the call you right know? away yeah absolutely that's it. Uh, yeah. all right so we'll make sure we get that we put the link out when we push out the podcast but uh johnny yeah. once again aces good job man I, I, we, man. we appreciate everything, and uh, yeah. and again, when before Christmas, I guaranteed you, you're going to lock something in, and uh, and then we we will talk again. I would appreciate it. I've had many of Christmases unemployed, <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends up turning around the following year. So Christmas is always a good mark. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, but I appreciate. It. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We all remember that one professor, the one everyone on campus had to take no matter what subject they taught because how much fun their class was. What if we told you there was a streaming service that had all those professors? One Day University has every must-have professor from the best colleges all across the country. One Day University, the most fun talks from the most fun professors. Available live and on demand. No homework, just the most fun you'll have while learning. Get a special offer at onedayu.com slash odyssey.